can I get a show of hands? Who here likes a cuddle? I love a cuddle. Not oh, a, few, a few more this side, perhaps more cuddly than that side. I love a cuddle. I think my favourite time for a cuddle is probably when I come home from work. Uh, and I've had a bad day. Um, and I work here. I'm one of the team here at St. Matthias. My name is John. And the vicar here is very horrible. And he can be very tough. And he puts a lot of work on me. And when I go home, I can walk into the arms of my kids. Little Zavi, who's my son. Indy, who's my daughter. And I can feel completely different after a little huggle. It's amazing, isn't it? But why do we love them? They've been very useful, very practical recently, haven't they? A good way of staying warm. Uh, we still haven't got our heating on yet in our house, so we have been doing extra cuddling in our house. Uh, for some, we like a cuddle in the hope it may well lead to something else. And why not? It's Christmas. Um, there's always hope at Christmas. Um, for some of us, we just like cuddles because we feel loved they make us feel happy. They make us feel like we belong to the people that are hugging us. And most of all, I think the best thing about cuddles is that we feel like we're held. And when we're held, everything can Chadness can be overcome. have the power to change how we feel. Our sadness can be overcome. Our fears can be put in the right perspective. And all of our worries can melt away with a cuddle. Our nativity story tells us two things at Christmas. The first is that we are held by God. The second is that everything is about to change. I love the picture that our nativity scene for you tonight painted for you. This is Leah holding the baby Jesus. So small, so insignificant, really fragile. And yet she said she felt like it was her that was being held. And for Leah and for her community, everything was about to change. Her people, her community, they were in a bit of a mess. They were very scared. They were very worried. They were overwhelmed by their situation. And they got on their knees and they prayed and they cried out to God for help. And help came on Christmas in the form of this little baby. And little did they know, little did the world know, that everyone, the world all included, were to be held by him. And we too can often find ourselves in a bit of mess as well. We can be scared and worried and overwhelmed about our own personal situations. Our national situation is pretty worrying. Our global situation is pretty worrying too. But at Christmas, especially a time like now, I think we need to know that we are held more now than we ever have been. Christmas, we can celebrate, you and I, that we are held by God, that God loves you and that God wants to be with you and he has you held. God saw the mess of the world and he did not turn away from it. One writer talking about the nativity describes it in this way. God's way of dealing with the problem and the disorder of a fractured world was to enter into it and bear its pain, terminating it and then painting a reality beyond it for all to enter in. At Christmas, God stepped into the world to embrace us, to hold us, you and I, and that changes everything. Everybody else and how ourselves, it changes how we think about the world changes how we think about everybody else and how we relate to one another and our place in the world. Christmas reveals a time 
where we can see an intimate God that wants to be in relationship with the world, that wants to be in a relationship with you and I, to embrace us, to hold us in whatever it is that we are going through, that we might be going through, and to lead us through to a new reality. God comes to those who need him. What do you need this Christmas? In Mark's gospel, when Jesus was confronted by a very noisy, slightly aggressive blind man fighting his way through the crowd to get to Jesus, he didn't reject him. He said six powerful words to him. What can I do for you? What can Jesus do for you this Christmas? This image coming up on the screen is of a very famous painting. It's by Holman Hunt. It's called The Light of the World. It hangs in the uh, St. Paul's Cathedral in London. In fact, it hangs in lots of churches or copies of it around the world. And below it is inscripted a Bible passage which says this. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with them and they with me. Jesus, the light of the world, stands at an overgrown door, covered with ivy, covered with weeds. This door represents the door to a person's life, someone's heart. He's standing at the door and he's knocking and he's awaiting a response. Apparently his critics said to him, you've made a mistake in the painting, you've not put a handle on the door. No, he replied, there is a handle. It's on the inside of the door. Jesus never forces his way in. He's waiting for us to open the door. It is your choice and it is my choice this Christmas. At Christmas, Jesus is still at the door of your heart. He's knocking. He wants to come into your life by his Holy Spirit. He wants you to know that he loves you and that he has you and he wants to hold you. And he wants to know what he can do for you. Will he open the door and let him in this Christmas? I'd love to invite you to two things here at St. Matthias. The first is I'd love you to try Alpha. We run the Alpha course here. It's an interactive course with food, with a talk, and with good conversation. It's a great way to explore the Christian faith. It's a great way to explore the bigger questions of life, like why am I here? Is there more to life than this? What's my purpose? And a really good question, I think, and you're allowed to ask this, who is this flipping Jesus dude you keep talking about? And what relevance does he has to my life? Any question you can ask. This term, we had a guy called Joe who completed the course and he gave me permission to share his story with you. He started by explaining uh, his two-year-old son to me. And he said he has great tantrums, big tantrums, and these are tough to deal with at times. But I've come to realize that this is just his time to let it all out. Whatever's on his mind, whatever is on his heart, whatever is going on in his head. And the interesting thing that I've found with Alpha is that in the same way, that just like my son having a tantrum, except we are not shouting at one another. Everyone is lovely and I had a lovely time. But I get to talk about the stuff that I really want to talk about, that I never get the chance to. Our next Alpha course is on the 1st of February. It's here in the morning at our Play Cafe, for those of you that come to the Play Cafe, and it's also in the evening at 7.30. Everyone is invited. When you leave tonight, you'll be given a leaflet with all of the details. I would love it if you would consider it, give it some serious thought, and I would love it if you would join us on that course. Everybody's welcome with all faiths and all 
beliefs. Thank you. Shall we stand? We are going to sing our last carol, and I'm going to pray for us before we sing. Stand with me, everyone. Don't leave me hanging. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord, that you love us, that you want to hold us this Christmas. Thank you, Lord, that the mess of the world did not put you off. Instead, it inspired you to come, to be with us, to support us, to love us. Thank you that you stand at the door of our hearts and you knock. And Lord, we open the door to you. Lord, would you fill us with your peace. Lord, would you hold us and embrace us. Amen. Let's sing.